presents Vampire the Masquerade Hellfire Nights Doctor, yeah, the uh, the bone saw goes around the top of the head, out pops the gray matter, heart heart comes out. You're able to get those put away right away. Ashenbrenner's there, sort of in a, I don't know, Ashenbrenner, would you do a slight hunched pose and, and like Igor, would you give a little of that loving? But no, probably not. I'm so, actually <laughs> just very, so uh, th- this is an interesting question for the, the 1880s. Have uh, oven mitts been invited yet? I think that they just used rags. rags. Okay. Well, I've wrapped my anything that comes anywhere near in contact with bits and pieces of Silas. I help from as dis, you know, like hands wrapped layers and layers in rags enough so I can move things. I just don't have a whole lot of coordination. I'm basically okay. holding the jar for him to plop the brain and heart into. Yep. Yeah. So, Doctor, when you're all said and done and you're doing examinations, Rosman, uh, sorry, Simona, your your message has been dispatched. Uh, and again, you did say you're bringing them here. You asked them to come here, correct? Yes, because okay. I want them to be able to examine the scene and the body. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm sure that the prince and they, because they is supposedly leading this investigation, I'm sure that they already know about this place. Yes, yes. Um, not to mention that Rosamond was here with... Alton and Trish, so they are they know about the place. Exactly. Okay. So we're going to say now it's closing in at about 2 a.m., 3 a.m. Uh, Evelyn, we're going to get back to you in a moment. Doctor, you're able to you, – you get those things out. You also are able to save the lungs, uh, unless there's a different part besides lungs that you're looking for. Um, the, more, the more vital organs, so lungs, heart, brain. If I could have gotten at, like, the liver or something, that probably would have been good because I think even back then they would have known that the – Liver filters the toxins and all that. Right. Um, um, meh. Whatever, everything, whatever I can save. Everything looks like he's a very, his insides are withered to the point where he looks like, you know, a very old, old person. But they are still there and they're still intact. And you're able to get them pickled and, and, and put away into this solution uh, and other after, than the dagger injuries, I assume nothing looks out of the ordinary, like no spleens in the right spot and all that. No, no, everything's everything's where it belongs. As far as you can tell, everything appears to be just a, a you know, of outwardly, you know, because of the blood of Cain and the curse of Cain, he looks the like he did the day that he was embraced. Uh, interiorly, he looks like he's much, much, much older, but they're still there and they're, they're not withered away. Like, you know, the brain's not only like the size of a pea, everything's the right size. It's just old, looks weathered. So now does it look like it's, it's withering and turning to dust slowly or simply like an old normal human? So once you get them pickled, the breakdown is, you don't see like in that hour they've been in the solution already. You're not seeing the breakdown like you are on the cadaver. Like his hands now look, cracking like old and cracked skin he is literally breaking down the but outside so, of his body so ashenbrenner has at some point seen a vampire get turned to dust yes does it does it look like this in slow motion 
Yes. Or... I mean, we okay, also so it doesn't just look like he's dusted. aging. Yeah, That's he's dusting, okay, but just dusting. very much slower than a pow. Right. Okay. Because he's, that. yeah. But he is breaking down. Doctor, a, a, a cursory look of the, at the blood. Evelyn, let's take a moment. Rosamond, you're going to get back to the Chantry as, uh, you know, not long, maybe 35, 40 minutes before a message comes for they that they would like to be, you know, over at the house. But we'll get to that in a second. Evelyn, you were heading out. I don't, were you trying to round some of these things up this evening or were you heading back to your house? Uh, what were you thinking of doing? Well, um, I feel like so much has happened. We've been condensed. Is this the following evening? No, you're still on. You just left the house. No, no, no. Um, from when we met, uh, Tevi and he was like, I can get you those books. And I'm like, give me the books. Yes. This is the following evening. Oh my God. I got to get the books. Right. So let's go get the books. (laughs) The evening with Tevi ended with the prince's meeting, I believe. And then everybody kind of, right. Right. So when did I run out to Vincent's? Thank was that you. right before this? I went. You to came Vincent's. here. Okay, gotcha. Yes. So that was all this evening. Okay, good. I'm just trying. That's to all this straight. evening. Okay. So I still yep. have the cigars with me. Okay. Of course. All right. Cool. <laughs> when you tell me who they're for, I just I'm dying to know. But that's yeah. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> I, I have the same like query. I, I've I'm, I'm, it's a subplot, I'm just one. Guys. It's a subplot. Don't worry. About <laughs> <Okay>. it. <laughs> Let it. Even even the even the storyteller doesn't know. Okay. It's a B good. story. It, it's a B story. <laughs> all right. It's going to become like in Supernatural when Dean doesn't get pie. It's like, who are the cigars for? I hope it never, I hope I never find out now. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> that just makes it so much better. So yes, Evelyn, you're trying to get the books and the microscope, I guess, together. Yeah. Um, mainly I want to get the books so I can look at them and know what's in them hmm. prior to everyone else knowing what's in them. Maybe. Um, I think it would be nice to have this info. Um, yeah, and also I need to procure a microscope, and I have all these letters, um, to home that, actually, wait, I didn't have enough paper for that. Okay, we're going back tomorrow with all the letters from, from home, so. From the, the, the prisoners in the house. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the letters to home. Right. Okay. You're in the carriage, and where are you planning on procuring a microscope at this time of night? Were you just going to steal one? Are you going to order one in the morning, uh, you From know, in the, the next evening? Scope store? Store. Yeah, I mean, she'd have to go to a university. Well, no, she right. could steal from the university. It's she right could next steal to from... the cigar. Yeah. It's right next to the uh, the tobaccoist. Right. Specialty lenses and microscopes. <laughs> Sorry, um, I just love the idea of stealing me... a microscope. Sorry. Hold on a well, minute. Well, from, from, a, from, a, from, a, from a, you know, medical institution, a hospital or something. <laughs> I know. I just, I love the idea. <laughs> I'm going to need to have with a gun I'm going to need to take that microscope yeah, exactly. from you. Evelyn make sure you stop behind microscopes 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 on your way yeah, exactly. home microscopes you can keep your wallet beyond. but yeah. but put the microscopes and the uh, and the eyepiece in the Mic- in, in the bag microscopes cigars and beyond yeah nice <laughs> so, um, it's a, it's my new business venture at the end of the day like how long would it take me to realistically procure a microscope could I have one for him tomorrow night you mean if you did it legally? Yeah. No, probably. It would be a little longer than that. But if you stole one, you could have it within the hour. Okay, let's get one. You're on your way to a hospital or, yeah, I would say probably a hospital. You wouldn't probably take from the doctor's university, I would think. Edmundo is sitting there and he, and he does finally say to you, he's like, I must, um, if I may, speak with you a moment. Just, I have some concerns and 
I would never tell you how to run your business or do the things that you have already been doing so well here in London. But there are there are opportunities here. Very, very big opportunities. Um, I'm in no way trying to, you know, tell you that I'm solely here to report back the things that you do. I am not a spy. I am yours. I am. A, I have been told to assist you in whatever you need here in London. Well, prior to you saying that, Edmundo, the thought hadn't crossed my mind. Don't be stupid. Of course it crossed your mind. I was given to you by the Inquisition, by the Grand Inquisitor himself, Torquemada. What would you not think that I would be telling him what hell's on here? If you Do you think he gives gifts for free? Of he course. Did. I know he does not. I also know that this is not the first time you've commented, offered advice. Uh, because I see so much more potential than where you are. And I see that London is uh, uh, so much more in chaos than we ever could have dreamed. Saloma is going to she's eventually going to want to make a move I I just hope that you're thinking of ways of having that come about Uh, this this thing with this house the, the, the Tremere not being trusted by their own, by the Camarilla themselves not that they ever should but you see my point there is, this is a a city right with intrigue and backstabbing and the, the, the kindred are they're feeding on one another downtown I, why are we not ready now Evelyn's looking out the window you know like uh yes yes I know the ever present Lasombra diatribe of you're not doing enough kid you're not seeing my no. vision she's not saying this this is what's going on in her head this is the internal monologue. This is the internal monologue, uh, our dear listeners. The off, like off-stage soliloquy. Right. All the the background goes dark. Just a light on the, the face. Got it. You know, gentle exposition. There's a violin going. Um, <laughs> so, and the rain. Don't forget the rain. Oh, it's so yeah. moody. It's very appropriate, keeper. You've set an excellent scene with this rain. <laughs> Bitch. Um, Excuse me. <laughs> go ahead. I love rain. So, as much as a vampire can give a heavy, dramatic sigh. Yes, Edmundo. We're balanced on a knife's edge. There's opportunities wherever you look. You could kill a man with a toothbrush. That doesn't necessarily mean it's the easiest way to do it. Yes? The most efficient way? Uh-huh. I mean, efficient, no. But if that's all I have... Of course. <laughs> well... We're not in a situation where to kill the man, I'm only granted a toothbrush. What I've been granted is a house full of frightened vampires who have now just witnessed a murder of one of their own kind. Well, unmade vampires. They're scared, they're frightened, they're trapped in cages. There's dissent among the clans. They're favoring the gangwell for no reason except she's claustrophobic. Of course she is. She's a rabid dog. They're favoring the gangrel. The unmade Tremere has been viciously... I, I, I still believe that she attacked him, not the other way around. So, so what? Why are we worried about it? 
We're not worried. We're not worried about it. We're using it to our advantage. Edmundo, I have not stayed in this seat of power by perpetually making people not like me. Your presence, <sighs> Saloma's presence, Edmundo, stop it. I've had to. I operate in a very different sphere than you do. I understand. No, I don't believe you do. Well, I don't. But I'm trying to. Yes, so please try and look at it from my perspective. Every time I walk into a room, you think they don't trust the Tremere? They actively would like to string me up. I've made myself essential in this city. I collect favor upon favor. I could I could name a dozen vampires across four different clans who owe me vast debts, and I'm not talking about money. I'm collecting more. I'm getting back into Simona's graces. I'm alienating Rosamond. I'm working. Huh. Rosamond seemed to alienate herself to some extent, but... She's doing a wonderful job. I'm nailing down the coffin lid, Edmundo. Hmm. Oh, very well. I, I, I do not mean to upset you or to give you more... Um, como se dice, uh, how do you say this? Train. Uh, this is not what I'm trying to do. I'm merely trying to show you that, well, you know, there's nothing more to say. I will, I will stay silent. Edmundo, if I was really upset, I'd be using your skull as a drinking glass. Understand? See. Si. Now, we're off to steal a microscope and collect those books that the mage rabbi procured for us. See what we can learn from them. We'll dissect them ourselves. Have Saloma take a look. She's probably more versed in mysticism than you or I. And then we'll pass them off to everyone else once we've gleaned everything that must be gleaned. See? See, of course. Have I reassured you at all? We are... We are... Moving forward with your timetable. You've been here a week. How and long? this city is a mess. It is a, it is a mess. <laughs> it is a mess. And I can't take two steps without someone looking at me and questioning me, making me retreat back one. So, we have to move slowly. But we're moving. That's all I'm going to say. You go on, you're able to procure a microscope. Uh, you're able to get your hands on uh, the books that um, were told by uh, Tevi that um, that he needed or that you needed in order to see the um, you know some of the the legends and the other things that were out there regarding this ancient curse that had plagued England and Britain in the old days, things of that nature. Uh, Rosmond, we'll go over to you for a minute. You're, uh, you're able to, you make your way back to the Chantry. Uh, you come in through the, the back entrance. There's, um, you know, there's Charles standing there now. He's, uh, doing mirror duty, sending out messages. He sees you come in, smiles. Uh, the house is, of course, as usual, dimly lit. There's nobody moving around, though. It's fairly quiet at the moment, besides him. Uh, but you do see a lot of the mirrors are are kind of in that state where someone is, you know, out there and where messages could be sent back and forth. It's kind of cloudy. And that's where you're, you know, you, you walk into the house and that's what's going on right now. You don't, other than that, no one seems to be about. Not on this level. 
I would just say hi, Charles, and I'm assuming they is in. I can sense their presence in the hall. They is up. Yeah, they they are upstairs at the moment. I need to see them immediately, and I'm not asking for an audience. Yeah, and sure enough, the interior it's the interior staircase. They, I need to speak with you. After about three or four minutes, the staircase does begin to retreat. The, the blackness on the staircase goes, you know, crawls its way up. You're able to make your way up. As soon as you reach the top, it, it pushes itself back down, like in, almost very similar to, like I said, it, it sort of matches. It looks a lot similar to some of the things that Evelyn can, that you've seen Evelyn do, but this is a, this is a ritual. This has been out there that, you know, for a long, long time. The, the door opens to the lounge. They're sitting in there and Grimgorth is with them. And the three of them are sitting there in, in, in their, the lounge with the red sofa and, and all the very Victorian looking funerary type, you know, accoutrement in the room. And uh, you're able to make your way in. And they're there and, ah, Rosmond. How are you tonight, dear? Everything went well? I gesture to the bloody hands and dress and go, Silas is no longer of this world. Well done. Excellent. Was there something else, dear? She looks very disturbed and she starts chuckling like, <laughs> I, I'm not doing that again. I hope you doing... understand that. I'm not killing someone that could have been saved again. I have followed your orders to the letter. I have been your spy. I have delivered the names of Zabat ancestors. Machiavelli was in our grasp, and because the prince made a deal, we let him go. Fine. I have given you everything. My life, my fealty. I am not doing this again. No matter what, you can have somebody else be the executioner, but I cannot do this. I am a scientist. I am I am a magus, not a killer. You are Tremere. You are a hunter, apex predator. You feed on blood. He was slipping away. His blood was going human, Rosmond. You dispatched a dog. A sick dog. That does not change the fact that I had to... I don't even know if they believed my story. I did everything to ensure that I could at least get out. And to be of service to you again, but I, I am not a killer like that. I don't do that. I take what is needed and I give my mind to the pursuit of knowledge. Not killing dogs. That's a job for a mongrel, a beast at best. I am not a beast. I am Tremere. That is, that is true. You are Tremere. And sometimes we have to protect the family. You did that tonight, Rosmond. This is a good thing. For us to have done it would have instantly made the other clans concerned. You, one person, 
they question. But we must remain as if we have the control. They're right, you know. This is just the way it has to be. You did what you did to protect the clan. We are not going to have our kind butchered like pigs. Especially with the, the gifts that our blood carries that the others are so jealous of. Then I should warn you. He didn't turn to dust. He remains a corpse. I could not fathom a way to spirit away the body without them. And by them, I mean Simona and the good doctor from the Malkavian clan. They are performing an autopsy as we speak. I do not know if they will find anything. But she's telling them like he's a corpse. And who knows what they might discover if he remains so. Well, better that than having him blabber. Discuss how we summon our disciplines and our powers. His body will eventually fail. He was not that old. Not that close to Cain's blood. It'll take time. Some time, but not a lot. Hours at best. Who do they have even looking at the body? Horatio Jekyll. He is a... He is the child of one of the Malkavs' high-ranking females, but... Wait a minute. You're worried about a Malkav looking at him? Rosamond, you overreact. He's smarter. He's smarter than you think, and he's just come into the fold. He doesn't have the madness yet. <laughs> well, and he looks over at they and says, maybe we should help him go there. <laughs> I don't think that'll be necessary. Why? We can accentuate gifts. Part of what we do. Generations for short periods of times. Gifts strengthened through ritual, maybe we sent him into a place he cannot come back from. That would take time, Grimgoth. That is all well and good, but I have never asked for anything, and I would prefer our efforts be turned to something else, something that troubles me, if I may be so bold. You've already been very bold, hmm. but understandably so. You're shaken. Yes. Ask us, what do you wish to return to? No, I don't want to return to anything. I want a watch put on. Perhaps, say, Evelyn Wolf. Did you, were you aware that she has a Sabat member named Edmundo protecting her? There is another Lysambra in London? Correct. He's walking around as if he owns the place and he refuses to leave poor Evelyn's side, much to her dismay, because all he does is cause trouble. But something tells me that certain parties are unaware of his presence. And I'm so sick of her interfering with everything. She calls me wicked. She calls me vile for my gifts. But some, this does not sit right with me. It may sit right with the other people that I have become acquainted with, but not me. 
What say you, Grimgorth? Hmm. Another the Sombra. Interesting. Yes. Yes, I think we should. Perhaps it's... Perhaps it is time. Ruffle some feathers, maybe. She's like, yes. You'll take care of that good chap, won't you? I'll look into it. I appreciate your effort, and I will <laughs> gladly... Listeners, I just get a big thing on my Facebook Messenger. It's been blowing up all night. Snitch! <laughs> you don't know what's going on in my brain. That sounds snitch. like something a snitch would say. <laughs> oh, it's just... This is fabulous. Okay, so yes, you've... Uh, this is all. At this point, this is all going very well. Yes, Rosamond's okay. composure is coming back to herself. She curtsies, says thank you, and wants to take her leave. Okay, you walk out. Grimborth says to you as you're walking away. He's like, "Oh, Rosamond." Yes. The thing with the roving eyes. I left it alone. I appreciate it. Thank you. May take your mind off some things. Maybe you can watch his eyes move. <laughs> I will do more than that. I will discover why he will not move. Because that is where my mind is sharpest. Learning things, yes. I wonder why he can't move. Maybe the rigor mortis is the problem. Perhaps if I can learn how to simulate the muscles again. At this point, there is a message that arrives. And as the... the you know, the, the staircase, as you step out in the hall, the blackness is already pulling itself up. Someone is coming in behind it. It's Charles. Um, and the door is still just slightly ajar. And he walks in and you hear him say, Ladies, um, a message of urgent import has come. One of the primogen of Clam Toreadora requests your presence. Um, there's an address and says that it is most urgent. Um, something about a safe house for thin bloods or failing bloods. I, it must be something dealing with the extraction of the of the principal vitae elements in the blood of the young ones. Oh, we are summoned. It seems. Grimgorth just laughs. Are you going? Well, it would be rude not to. Simone is new. Perhaps unaware of the etiquette. And he and now Grimgorth really laughs. That's all she does know, isn't it? Patience, Grimgorth. We'll handle this. Our way. The polite way. And they get up, and the two of them start heading for the stairs, and they follow Rosmond down. Back at the house, back at the safe house, the Kiernan arrives first. Doctor, you've um Evelyn. You've collected the items, but is it your intention to try to get back there tonight, or were you just going to go there tomorrow evening? Um, I mean, were you dogging it to try to get this stuff to them right away? No, because I wanna, I wanna get the books, and I wanna really have a, you know, a once over with them. with Saloma, right? Yeah, Salome, Saloma, the uh, sort of similar. It's interchangeable in my head, but yes. 
Uh, all right. Yeah. So the the pack priestess needs to kind of look these things over for you. So you have that. You have the microscope. You head back to your to your house, to your to your haven, and we'll say yes. We'll say that you get there, and before we go back to the house to close out the scene for this evening, um, and do the whole meeting with Kiernan and Ash and Brenner, everybody standing there. Uh, she is where she, where you left her. She's here. You bring the books in. She, you put them down, and she's looking at you and says, "What is that?" In in is that the box? What is that? This could prove very useful, and because you are more occult inclined, more knowledgeable in perhaps the mysticism of it all, to use that word. These came to me by way of a mage, but don't react. Did I react? I didn't react. Edmundo, did I react? You were going to react. No! (laughs) But please, I'm sorry. These came to me from a mage who has... Potentially, these books contain information, legends about a vampiric elder in the city who is quite possibly the reason for the affliction on the city's young kindred. Oh, really? I figured before anyone else could look at this information, we could glean something from it. Use it. See, see, see. Let me, let me have, uh, please give, I, 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 I will, I will start going through them. I will, I will do this for you. Excellent. Thank you. So, and she hands over the books and it's like, you know, we're going to. what's in the other box? Oh, that one. Um, we've gained access to the safe house and this is a, it's a microscope. Okay. There's a Malkav working with the uh, primogen of Clan Toreador at the safe house for the afflicted. And he was a doctor in his previous life. He requested a microscope to oh. perform tests on, on these poor souls. It's a medical thing. And it's... I was explaining to Edmundo earlier, part of what I do in this city is I acquire things for people so that later on they will do things for me. A microscope now is him putting a knife in the back of someone that wounds me later. Understand? Favor for favor. Exactly. And I've been known to get more than I give. So, a microscope. I go through them. Beautiful, thank you. I will need four candles. I will need some paper, ink pen, of course, to jot down some notes. I will need I will need a, a pretty boy to help me. Someone someone who's handsome. To stand there and so I can look up once in a while and have something to see. Will Edmundo not suffice, or someone else? Ah, not Edmundo. Edmundo is, ah... No, I want a pale boy. Noted. I'll (laughs) find you something. I'll get you these things myself. No hair on the chest. None. 
please. Edmundo. <laughs> He's not happy. He's like, what the fuck? I, I'm, I'm, ha- I'm handsome. She's going to take spend this evening, part of the morning before she sleeps and slumbers. She's going to go to a deep part of the house and start tearing through the books and giving them a look. Back at the safe house. Doctor, um, I'm going to, everything that you've been able to secure out of the body, every, um, everything that you've done has been uh, really good work. You, you, you've you got the parts and uh, without, but like you said, without the microscope, unfortunately, the you know, you're not going to be able to get deep into anything going on inside the blood, but you've been able to keep the, the internal organs housed in this, you know, floating in this fluid and everything's going to be safe there. The body by now, it's been several hours, uh, looks to be as if it was underground probably for a year. Okay. Hair has grown, nails have grown a little bit, eyes are sunken all the way in. Uh, you know, rigor mortis is fully intact. I mean, there's, you you know, you had to break things to move things around, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, that's that's where we are now. I don't know. Are you are you once you get the organs, are you going limbs as well? I'm just doing like a full blown autopsy like I would on any murder victim. And just I assume I have like a notepad or something and I'm either dictating to um, uh, Simona or Ashenbrenner or I'm writing it down myself. Just, you know, all the like, oh, yes, there's originally normal, intact vein structure seems to have collapsed as if uh, belonging to an 80-year-old man as opposed to the initially physically seeming 25-year-old. And, you know, just all that sort of stuff. Just uh, like a full-blown autopsy, also noting any strangeness or anomalies. Okay. Yep, excellent. There's there's not going to be much left for they to bury by the time they show up. If you at any point honestly thought they were coming here to bury him, he doesn't. He doesn't know as care. a player. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but as a yeah, as a player. Yeah, as right. A character, as, as, Horatio, as, a, as Dr. Jack, workings of, uh, <laughs> yeah, the they premiere. are coming here for. Yeah, they're not worried. But yes, you're right. Uh, th- there's not going to be a lot left. They'd they'd have to take the bucket out and and a few little pieces because you're doing the rest of the job for them. What an image. Well, sorry. Um. So Simona Kiernan arrives first. Uh. Cart pulls up. Sarah is there. She comes to the door first. Uh, she's got her sword on her back. She opens it, escorts Kiernan in. Uh, the two of them look around. Uh, you know, they're Trish and Alton are in one room in the front, but, you know, in the kitchen down the hallway, that door is shut, I'm assuming. So he doesn't see the barbarism going on in that room right away, but he uh, he makes his way in and <laughs> sees you there, and he's like, you reached out to me so i assumed it must be very important yes uh thank you kiernan for arriving i apologize for the urgency and the awkwardness of the message but this information could not wait um unfortunately there was a incident and one of the one of the afflicted has passed away very well um i i I don't I'm not sure, Simona, that that is a terrible thing. Uh, that was one of the options I gave you anyway, was to eliminate them. So what was, did he, was it old age? What what actually happened? I, I mean, is there more to it than he just died? Yes. Um, I had uh, Rosamond Henshaw of Clan Tremere here to assist with investigations. 
uh, she was working in tandem with Dr. Jackal, and it was Silas of Clan Shamir that died. He had attacked her upstairs, and she killed him in self-defense. Very well. We are examining the body now. Dr. Jackal is in there now with Ashen Brenner assisting. And they are examining him because he did not turn to dust right away. He is decomposing at an advanced rate, but this is different. I thought that you might want to come here and see for yourself. And I have also contacted they to come here as well. They? Yes, as they as they are part of the investigation. And as this is a member of their own clan, I thought that it was only proper to reach out to them so that they could come here and investigate if they wanted to. Well, very well. I, I guess I understand what your motives were. I very thorough, Simona. Um, excellent work. Uh, I'm here, so I guess I'll take a look at the body. You know, lead on. Yes, let me, let me escort you. And I walk and I, I push open the door just a little bit to call and say, I have the prince here with Sarah, and we're coming in. And I'll open up the door and I will motion for him to file in. He sees the doctor there, Ashen Brenner holding a pickle jar. Oh, I've put it down. I'm standing in the corners. Like, I'm happy to take notes uh, for you, oh, doctor, okay. so you don't have to take your hands out, but I'm I'm still well far away from the blood. <laughs> Ashen Brenner, I honestly got, if Kiernan was walking in the room, I thought for sure you'd be holding something grotesque in your hands. I'm shocked I, you that know, you aren't. If it were if any other were, situation. If Horatio had an extra <laughs> pair of gloves, I'm sure he would be like doing skip rope with the small intestines right now. But, maybe but it was once these like, things maybe once it's figured out. Yeah, like, but if, not right if, now. if I, you know, become unvampired, I can't finish my, my work. So yeah. So that's true. Excellent. He comes in, he sees oh, so he sees Asher Brenner standing in the corner. Doctor, um, you pulling the small intestines out one handful oh. at a time, you know. <laughs> well, Simona, thank you. Yes, they are diligent in their work. Yeah, Ashenbrenner, this is very strange. I, I'm finding food particles in the intestines, implying that he was eating as if uh, still fully human, not not subsiding. In oh, uh, good afternoon or good morning, I should say, uh, Your Majesty. Doctor. Well, well, shit. They really, they, they work so well in tandem. I know it might not seem like that. Um, Ashenbrenner, the engineer himself, fashioned himself gloves, or should I say mittens, out of the near surroundings. Simone, we are, we are toddlers playing in a museum. Kiernan, we need Tremere blood mages to tell us what's wrong with the blood. I, I feel like everything we're doing here is absolutely futile. Toddlers and tearing apart the Mona Lisa. Very I, angry toddlers. And Ashbrenner, I, I, I have asked they to <clears throat> look into this and they've the two of them have assured me that an elder from their clan has even arrived and they're doing everything they can to try to break 
whatever this is and discover what's going on. Then why aren't we working with them and helping them instead of cutting dogs into smaller dog chunks? There may also be a slight um, conflict of interests, uh, Kiernan, if you don't mind me using your first name. You see, this unfortunate chap here was both one of the afflicted and dispatched by the person that I understand has been given lead in the Tremere's own investigations. And that is the only reason I do not solely suspect the Tremere behind this, because it has afflicted one of their own. But I feel like the coincidental arrival of Reverend Tevi Brankowitz and this plague upon our kind it's it's just a little too tidy. Ashenbrenner, I I take your words. Um I will I will heed them. I, I don't we're we are as dumbfounded as you are. Um why we're not working with the Tremere on this, to be honest with you, not every vampire has the skills that they have. I I it never even dawned on me to allow forgive me for saying this, Doctor, a Malkavian um, I, I'm sure you're doing excellent work. It, it appears that you, your incisions are straight. You know what you're doing. I, I, I'm not a medical man, but I, it never dawned on me to ask one of the other clans to, to jump in on this Ashenbrenner simply for the fact that, as you say, it is a blood disorder, or we, it, it, it potentially appears to be. I figured the Tremere would have the resources and the ability to get through this faster than any others. Um, yes, well, quite. Quite understandable, Ken, and you, and I hope you do not take this in any sort of offensive way, but you've been around uh, for enough time that you think of things primarily as the mystical, where I am hoping to lend a new set of eyes by looking at it through the lens of the scientific. And and there's no offense taken, Doctor. I, I, I appreciate all of your efforts, and, and if it is something of a scientific nature, dealing with the fact that we have a blo- the blood of... An, a biblical elder running through our veins that has kept us alive. And if somehow science can prove why that is, uh, you know, huzzah. I, I've, as far as I've always been able to understand, it is it is a curse passed down because Cain was protected by God himself and given immortality uh, after slewing his brother. It, 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 there's, there's so many ways I'm sure this could be viewed. Kiernan, as a prince, you don't need to ask anyone to do anything. If you're feeling magnanimous, you can request, but your request is law. So I would ask that you demand those who have the most, the deepest understanding of blood come here and help us understand this blood. I would also recommend you don't get any of that blood, and I'm going to kind of just wave my palms at Silas on you, for fear this is indeed bloodborne. Yeah, Horatio just kind of assumed that he was staying away. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm in the corner. Um, Also, if you do see uh, Rosamond, she was rather coated in his blood. So, just a note. The door at the front knocks, um, and the guard comes back a few moments later and says, Ms. Delatore, they are here. The plot thickens. 
one thing. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> I, I say, excellent. Um, please let them in. The two women, you know, beautifully dressed as ever. Same exact outfit, blonde, one blonde, one brunette. So in case people forget what they look like, five, 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 six tops. Fully dressed, though, in, in morning outfits, uh, M-O-U-R-N, morning outfits, like from the Victorian period with the small, um, you know, strap off the back of the hat, the whole bit, the, the ri- you know, the, uh, the ribbon off the hat. Come walking in. They look at the body. Look around at everybody. Huh. Good evening, Kiernan. Pleasure to see you again. Simona, how are you this evening? As well as I can be. Um, I thank you for coming on such short notice. I thought it best to notify you right away. Yes, the cakes will be here very soon. What is wrong with these vampires? I'm just staring at they. And they're looking right at Simona. Was there something you needed, dear? Yes, a member of... <laughs> I am just... <laughs> Sorry, Paul. This is just going to make everybody hate them even more, I know. But they are absolutely like... I didn't hear anything he said. I'm, I'm, I'm aware of it. I'm, 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 I'm grinning. Let's see how wide the grin gets. I, I can only imagine. Um, I go, yes, there is something that I need. You're... A member of your clan passed away here tonight, was killed by another member of your clan in self-defense. I figured that I would notify you so that you can come and investigate if you would like to, but also with what is happening with the afflicted, we've discovered new information that I am not sure if you've discovered on your own yet. So I thought that you would like to see for yourself. I'm sorry. You said a member of the clan of Tremere was murdered here this evening? Yes. Silas was killed in self-defense by Rosamond Henshaw after he had attacked her here tonight. As they look at e- the two women look at each other and the one with the darker voice, the brunette goes, You mean that? Silas? The Silas that was afflicted, yes. My lord, Kiernan, there seems to be a misunderstanding. I appreciate Simona bringing us here to discuss the death of a member of our clan. But Silas was not Tremere. He was nothing. If his blood was thin and his disciplines unable to be summoned... For all intents and purposes, he was human again. Why are we here, Simona? Seeing as he was a member of your clan, and you are part of the investigation to see why this is affecting the kindred of this good city, I thought that you would want to see for yourselves firsthand. That is why I brought you here. The death of a mere mortal means nothing to us. A mortal that was once our kind, that has since been changed, and now we know for certain that he was human when he was killed, when he was kindred, 
but a few days ago. That does not raise any red flags for you in your investigation. She looks over your shoulder. Doctor, might we inquire? Does he appear human again? It's uh, too early to tell exactly, but he seems to be somewhere in between. He is decomposing too rapidly for a full-blown human, yet as the others have stated and as I could show you if you desire, he is not yet turned to dust either. He uh, appears to be in a limbo state of sorts. Hmm. Well, thank you. I'm sad that he had suffered so heavily from this curse that's upon us, upon them. But Rosmond defending herself, that is a good thing. She is a valued member of Clan Tremere. Oh, I'm already dead and I feel like I'm dying even more. Kiernan, will you please ask they, them, these, to tell us what in the sopping cock is going on? He looks at them and they, they look and say, we are still not sure. We are working on it. And this information doesn't seem pertinent to the investigation that you are conducting? How? The brunette looks angry. Finally looks angry. Like, they, they, like you have now something is causing this one to get a little agitated and looks right at you and goes, how is it pertinent? Because this is a disorder of the blood, and you know a lot about blood. Do what you are here to do. Solve a problem afflicting our entire kind. We are working on it. You don't want to investigate one of them who was afflicted and has recently died? We have the doctor in there investigating, and he is brilliant, but he does not have your gifts. You have a Maokav. Kiernan looks at them and says, so none of this, you think, is pertinent in any way, shape, or form. Ashenbrenner rings a very, in his own way, a very important point. I'm sorry, Kiernan, I I can't hear you. You'll need to speak to Simona, who can address me directly. (laughs) Ashenbrenner, please. (laughs) He looks at the two of them and says... This one was recently alive in whatever state, a fugue state, if you will, and now is dead. Correct. And this murdered, I'm understanding, in self-defense by a member of your clan. No longer a member of your clan, whatever it is. It's not important to you to see this. We have our own test subjects we are working with. There is nothing different here. Dead human is dead human. We are trying to unravel the mysteries of why the blood is failing. We have no answer yet. And you don't want to collect more research here tonight? Horatio can totally pack you a doggy bag if you want. (laughs) We would be honored to share whatever information the doctor has. I think at this point, the doctor's gone back into the kitchen. He might be the physically largest person in the room, but he's not probably coping very well with people that like, almost like a, like a Dragon Ball Z thing. He can just feel the power levels swelling and know he's outclassed and just be like, oh, back to the kitchen I go. 
it's just this is all politics at the moment and yeah and that is paul that is paul brings not up horatio not his game at all paul did an amazing that's an amazing you know push on them and he did and and that's great but they're really they're holding to their story that they just don't have an answer yet i'm gonna pull the rags off my hands and you know so somebody contact me when when the plot moves forward and I'll say good evening to everybody and then and then with they I'll say it you know a few times as I slip past and just, you know, <laughs> to Simona oh I'll say it to everybody and then when, when I get to they I'll say good evening good evening and I'll just leave kind of mumbling and murmuring to myself okay all right so Ashenbrenner t- takes an exit stage left yeah this um the there's they, the answers they have they don't there's nothing there for them yet to exactly understand is that gangrel who i who spoke to me before she's still here or she's yes. left oh yes she's here she's upstairs in in her room with the door semi ajar gotcha okay i'll i'll go up uh before i leave do do what you need to first whenever whenever i'm i'm going to stop by her before i leave okay and it, for the listeners and for players, don't get overly frustrated yet because, and I understand that this is Ashenbrenner being Ashenbrenner. Yeah. The books that, the books are really more what they're going to need, right? That's, Tevi's research gives them a shit ton more mystical information than Dr. Jackal pulling the body apart. Because even there, they're not scientists. They're not going to see the same things he sees. Um, they're just like, cadaver, yeah, dying, yeah, okay, got it. And they're absolutely covering for Rosman. That's obvious. So whatever's going on there is, that's Tremere business in their head. But they th- once you have the books here that Evelyn has, that definitely will advance the Tremere's understanding of possibly what's going on. Uh, absolutely advance it. Okay. So to them right now, this is just a weird situation. But uh, so Simona, they they talk to the doctor for a moment. They break off. They stand over the corpse, and you are absolutely you don't need Auspex to see that they feel like they're talking to somebody who's. It would be like, you know, an adult standing there while a toddler who's just wearing a diaper and a little shirt, you know, tries to explain to him why they wrote the alphabet backwards, you know, like in, with just scribble lines. They're like, mm-hmm. And that might be how Horatio feels, but he is in full-blown lecture mode. Like there's somebody at least pretending to pay attention to him that he thinks is on his level, like medically speaking, because he keeps getting told that these are like the blood experts. Right. <laughs> um, so he's just in like full blown professor lecture mode, but somehow still getting that feeling that they're looking at him like he's a, you know, a first year still not wearing his long pants because mommy hasn't bought them for him yet. I'm um, am I? I'm with the prince, right? You can yeah, you can escort him out of the room quietly, and nobody would take take too much notice. Yeah, I wanted to just pull him aside and just um, apologize for alarming him and just express, you know, I genuinely thought that this would be a possible breakthrough with this. I thought that we might have discovered at least the beginning of some semblance of an answer here tonight. Well, in a way, Simona, we did, didn't we? Day's reaction is not just cryptic, it's absolutely elusive. Ashenbrenner's not wrong. There's what Ashenbrenner fails to understand is, is that I can command they to give us an answer. I can command they to tell us everything that Tremir knows, and they could lie and make their way through it and give us only tidbits or no tidbits. And I, I, when working with those 
who hold keys, it's difficult sometimes to have them open every door that you need at once. And I'm trying. They have helped us in the past, and I owe them. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to demand answers. It means that I need to give them the time to find the answer. And I truly believe that even though they're being evasive and downright blasé about the corpse on the table being one of their own, the Tremere guard their people vehemently. I find it very interesting that they have no interest in a fact that one even that was once one of them is dead. They are control freaks. So we've learned something. We've learned that they were aware that Silas was already dead and more than likely may have even had a hand in it. I share the same thoughts and feelings as you. But I can't prosecute them because by your own expert's admission, that's not a vampire. I can't hurt they or punish they or reprimand they for killing something that's human. I have That's not in my jurisdiction. They can do that all day long. Of course. And and Rosamond and in turn Rosamond will also be okay or alright because I would like her to still assist me with this investigation. Before um, the attack happened, she was helping the doctor and I find answers. She's sharp, but Clan Tremere is acting a little off. And I'm glad that you see that too. They're always off. I'm but yes, I know what you're saying. More off than there usual. Is, yes. There is cryptic, then there is elusive. They are being both. And that means they're up to something. It could be that they're just worried about the results. I don't know. I'm not stupid. And thank you. To, thanks to Ash and Brenner provoking them. It's going to be a little harder to get answers out of them at tonight, but we will definitely keep making inquiries. And if I have to, I will start applying pressure. That sounds like an excellent plan. Um, the other reason why I had pulled you aside tonight is I wanted to make the living quarters for the afflicted upstairs a little better. And by a little better, I mean not lock them up upstairs. Keep them secure in the house, but I think keeping them in the cells is not good for morale. Where do you want to keep them? In the house. Here. Keep them in the safe house, but post more guards. Keep them upstairs, but just not locked up. They're scared. They deserve better conditions. They're... Why? I, I'm, yes, you're right. What am I saying? Um, They're still... <clears throat> whatever they are, they were still part of the Camarilla. They were still part of the Kindred. They were under your care. Very well. We will give me a day or so, give me an evening or so, and I will rectify the problem of locking them up and we will put a few more guards in place to make sure no one tries to escape. Uh, but other than that, we will make them more comfortable. I will speak with them 
and assure them that better conditions will be coming, but however, they are still to remain in the home and are not permitted to roam freely outside of the home. I will see to that. I thank you, my prince, for listening to me on this. Of course. Is there anything else? I also wanted to let you know of an altercation tonight between one of our guards and one of Evelyn's escorts. I don't know if there's a history between them. I turn to the prince and I say, there was another incident tonight. It was with, it was between one of Evelyn's escorts and our good guard. He is not always the polite man of honor. And one of Evelyn's escorts just got a little, they were in each other's faces and it wasn't great. It wasn't, it was just a situation I wanted to alert you to. I have never met this escort before tonight. I don't know if he is just one of her latest enthralled. I don't know if he is someone that is working with her um, at her shop. I'm not sure, but I wanted to alert you to what happened here tonight. I wanted you to hear it from me, as this is, this house is under my care. Maybe speak to Harland about it, and also maybe that is why we need to have more guards, because I think that Harland is being stretched a little too thin right now. <clears throat> Sarah, would you bring Harland back here? And could you cover the door in the meantime for a moment? She nods, walks out, Harland comes back. Kiernan, Harland, what happened? Miss Wolf came by with <clears throat> another vampire, um, a man by the name of Edmundo, I believe they referred to him as, and he's tried to stare me down and there were words said. Another vampire? What vampire? My, sorry, Kiernan, I've never seen him before. He had a, a thick Spanish accent and I assumed he was with her. I'm, I mean, he... She told him to wait. She told him to stay like a pet. I mean, I gave her no permission to make childer here. Well, <laughs> he didn't look like a childer. He was an adult. He he was definitely ancillae. He's strong. His will is powerful. What, what do you mean one of her escorts? Simona, what's going on here? One? Is there another? I have only ever met Edmundo. Yes, that was his name, Edmundo. You know how she keeps, um, she has her assistants with her. She has the woman who runs her books. She has the man that runs her house. I assumed that he was one of those. They're not kindred. Harland, this was a vampire. She, absolutely. Without a doubt. No heartbeat, nothing. She has a vampire following her around. Absolutely. Kiernan, without a doubt. And if you were asking me, he's an arrogant bastard. Kiernan goes, oh, this is priceless. We're in the middle of, of possibly a, a pen, an, an epidemic of proportions that are biblical to our kind. And you're telling me that my master of transportation is possibly sneaking in vampires that are not approved into my city while dealing with all the rest of this. 
Excellent. I don't know for sure, sire. I do not know for sure. Excellent. No, no, this will... I have a lot to put on my plate. This is... Sarah! (laughs) She walks up. It's like, I need you to start sending out some feelers. I need to know what's going on with Evelyn. Just keep an eye on her for a short time, please, and tell me who's hanging around her house. Who's escorting her around the city? Sooner than later, I will take care of they. And you hear, of course, my prince. Simone, it's been a fascinating evening. Thank you. She nods her head and she's sort of just kind of keeping her mouth pressed together because she's not really sure what to do with this interaction that just played out in front of her. She is starting to wonder what exactly Evelyn is planning because she doesn't know basically what's going on. This is, yeah. She's, she's conflicted. She doesn't really know what she's feeling. It's, it's been a night. Asher Brenner, you're upstairs. You are standing, speaking with the, the gangrel whose name I have right here. Maggie. Maggie. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to approach and just kind of open the door and, uh, Maggie, you need to come with me a moment. She looks at you and says, okay, very well. She steps out of the room and she's like, what happened across the hall? In a minute. And I'll just kind of, you know, very brusquely kind of follow me and I'll make my way out. She can't help but, are you going down the stairs or anything? Uh, Yeah, just trying to get outside. Yeah. Oh, okay. So she can't leave the house. But she can go down the stairs. The, no one's going to let her walk out that door. I mean, then that's what I'm trying to do. Get her outside. Yeah, it's that's going to be tough. The Ventru, they don't want any of these people leaving for fear that they're going to run. And there's been a lot of snitching tonight, so it seems to be a trend. But I, yeah, they, the Ventru, once they're inside here, they're trying to keep this contained. Because again, they don't know if it, they don't know what it is like you, but they definitely don't want them leaving for several reasons, including that they may start trying to feed and hurt someone, but not kill them. And then newspapers find out and people are getting bit with human teeth, not regular teeth. It's all, there's just so many scenarios out there of why they don't want them loose. Gotcha. So is there like uh, the room in which uh, Silas got ganked? Is there, is there like a window? Uh, there is, yes. Okay, I'd like to uh, open that window and then make sure if we can, if the room is empty, I'm just trying to get us outside. Um, You'd have to bump up your strength. There are, I did say when I described all the upstairs rooms that there are bars internal that have been put into the, into the walls. A vampire with a five strength will be able to get through them, but these people don't have that strength. You do. So if you want to rank it up and yank the wall, the thing off the wall and go and escape, you guys can easily do that. Is there a way to maybe do it uh, quietly? I know that's a silly, silly thing to say when rending steel. Well, how about how about this? Based on I have stuff. Well, so based on the screaming and all the noise before, mm-hmm. do I think I can at least you know with the hubbub going on? Uh, people downstairs talking, you know, they might still be in in the corridor or they might be in, you know, the kitchen, um, at least somewhat more quiet, somewhat quieter. Like, 
you know, people were screaming before and not, and it, you said it was muffled before people screaming at the top of their lungs. So if there's a way I can. Yeah. If you shut the door and, you know, over yeah. and you pull the bars, it's not like they're going to come running, but you know, it's not, it, it would just sound like a thump upstairs. Okay. So nobody would be like, oh my God, escape. You know, gotcha. it's not going to be, you know, like, like, like the searchlights go on at a Stalag 13 yeah. or something and, and they start scanning for, you know, Hogan. Okay. Well, if there's anything in the room that I could maybe, I don't, like, I don't, is this a, is this a bedroom or just a room? Like, is there any sort It's a of... room with a, with beds on the floor, but he was the only one in this one. Okay, good. In that case, I would I'd take uh, the mattress off and put it up against the door to kind of just a little as quiet, you know, anything I can do to pad the room a bit. Yeah. She just says to you, what are you doing? It's going to put my finger to my lips and then pump the strength up and, and uh, pull however yeah, you wrestle, many yeah. for, yeah. No, no, you don't. With a five strength, it comes right out of the wall. Okay, great. Yeah. So I've, I've, I've pumped <laughs> up to the five and just, yeah. Yeah. And you start to climb out. Uh, I So I, I just kind of move out of the way and say, you've done me a kindness. You're free to leave if you'd like. I don't think anything is going to come of the research being done in the kitchen. So you're free to leave if you'd like. But I'm, can I, I don't know. Can I eat? I, I, I don't know what to do. I, I, I mean, I delivered the message and they told, I was, I figured I'd have to stay here. I don't my, I don't think that I'm not sure the pack wants me back right now, unless I, I don't know where to go. The decision is yours. I'm not going to force you to leave. But I don't think they should be able to force you to stay. Okay. So you climb out. Well, no, I'll I'll just wait. If she if she's yeah, I don't need to escape. If she's if she wants to stay, then I'll uh, I'll walk her right back to her uh, to the area and then kind of like sloppily, you know, put the bars back in if I can. No, you uh <laughs> let me make a roll here. Hold on. Yeah. Okay, she's uh she's gonna try to go. Okay, so I'll I'll poke my head out and just kind of you know use auspics to see that they don't have you know people hanging out on the roofs or something like that. It wasn't ever like that. They didn't think they needed to. Gotcha. Especially right now because everybody's in you know makeshift cells. Once they get them loose, there may be more security, and once somebody escapes, there may be more security. But for now, no, she's able to get it down with no problem. Okay, so I'll get out and kind of help her. You know, so she's not slipping in the rain. Oh, that's all. It's also pouring rain. So hopefully that will muffle some sounds. As oh, well. my God. It's torrential rain. Did we mention that? OK, <laughs> yes, you get her down. <laughs> um, so, yes, there's lightning and strikes and it illuminates the area for a moment. and It just makes this great scene like something out of, you know, a, a true movie of horror from the 30s or 40s. But, yes, you get her to the ground and she she takes off and says thank you and runs away. And then, uh, yeah, I guess I will uh, climb back up and then try and. You know, get the get the bars back in there. Well, you're sopping wet now. Is that really what you want to do? That's a good point. Yeah, fuck it. You probably- I said I was leaving, so I've left. Whatever. <laughs> Understood. Yeah. And that's where we'll call it for tonight. Okay, so, the well, we said it was going <laughs> to... The politics are coming. That's still there. But yes, now that the books are in the hands, Evelyn, you are not you are not totally sunk yet. You have things that they need. You can you can still turn this around a little bit. Um, everybody's panicking on the a messenger going, well, I'm off to Spain. Everybody well, just, yeah. Like, like stay Christ, calm. Christ people. Come on. What You're is not, it? Shit on Evelyn day. <laughs> no, it was shit on shit on Rosman day. What are you talking about? It was snitch day. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. <laughs> Excuse me. I have done nothing but help you guys. 
and I asked you to believe me that this guy attacked me, which Samoda proved that he came after me, and you all still have so little faith. Because you're Again, being oh, weird. I yeah. Why? Yeah. Because you're, you're being, being weird. weird. Kayla, being weird. he only attacked like a sibling. God. Kayla, so don't just kill somebody and not get affected by it. Yes, you're a vampire. <laughs> not her. She has Fucking humanity! She's never been asked to do shit like this. Six. Well, now <laughs> do you only do you only drink the blood of puppies? Like what? Come on! As I said, I take what I need and I let them go. I don't kill. Oh, oh my goodness! So sad. <laughs> so humanity. Your mouth for one second. <laughs> Everybody play nice. It's a game. As a human, Horatio made a regular habit of stealing bodies. So I don't know how he feels about hanging out with all you narcs. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> this, was, this was bound to happen. I had to do my it was job. Okay. Simona did her job. You're doing your job. Everybody's doing their jobs. Rosman did her job. Ashenbrenner did a great impersonation of they. I thought that was that fabulous. Was <laughs> Doc, the, doctors, the doctors got his parts pickled. Everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Hellfire Nights. You can like, share, and subscribe to our show wherever you get your podcasts. To help support our network of real play adventure shows, please visit us at patreon.com forward slash the Bardic College. And for as little as $3 a month, you can get access to behind the scenes reels, interviews with players and storytellers, and exclusive adventures featuring your favorite characters from our shows.